and welcome to the very first live episode of Too Many Jennifers, <laughs> the podcast made by Jennifers for everyone. I'm Jenny Cavallaro. We're in my apartment. And I'm Jen Tisdale. I'm also in your apartment. You Sounds are. like a threat. Also, we had some technical issues, so we're using one mic. <laughs> and it's so intimate. I am a foot and a half. From your face? Yeah. We're just spitting. We're like just spitting directly into each other's faces. This is crazy. We shouldn't ever do this. I'm going to turn around. Then we'll record back to back like we're about to duel. While I'm talking, you will turn your back to me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you have a boyfriend, so you're used to intimacy. And I just have Lorraine, um, who, I mean, unless if you jump on my chest, then it'll be like, oh, this makes more sense for me. But right now, there's a lot of eye contact. It's a lot. I don't look at people like this. Very don't worry, often. I'll be looking at my computer also to Yay. read my notes. Thank so God. you'll have you'll have plenty of time. We we will also be pausing at some point because we ordered tacos. Yeah, like so. a lot of tacos. <laughs> yeah, you were very kindly offered to buy me lunch. Thank you. I came over having gotten my period in the middle of the night. And I'm sorry if we, if I was like, should I talk about shot? Yes. And yes. I woke up and it soaked through. I've never felt younger. <laughs> it's amazing. I'm like, I, you know, I, I, you know, like a spring lass again, just bleeding all over clothes and sheets and bed covering and like airing them out the window so everyone can see them yep, wearing yeah. a big red letter across my chest p you looked <laughs> i'm right i here. did i did look you're right there your chest is right there mm-hmm. it's so. uh it's a subtle badge of honor yeah. i like it yeah um so <laughs> i'm excited to see you i'm sorry we had some tech issues but you well, know, you know i'm not gonna help yeah. I Googled one thing and was like, ah, I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> you did. But it's going to be fine. Because um, today, today we're sharing another story of a bad Jennifer. And it's truly a bad one, right? It's not like one, every time I pick a person, it ends up being a lady we feel kind of sorry for. Yeah. She does bad things. No, you don't have to feel bad for this lady at all. <laughs> so good. I think, I think first day of your period is just the right time yeah. to, to have some very mm-hmm. intense emotional responses to bad yeah. behavior. Yes. I think so. I think so. And um, it's also your first day of work, your first day of your new job. Um, That starts in a few hours. I have a weird schedule. I yeah. think I said last time, or did I mention where it is? We didn't because I hadn't signed you the contract, didn't. or did I? No. I'm gonna, I am a full-time writer at Distractify, which Yay. is an entertainment website. I will be a writing machine, writing like four pieces a day, which feels a little insane out loud. Um, but my hours are... 4 to 11. Um, wish they had been 3 to 11 so I could chill. <laughs> but um, but I, uh, you know, I I didn't think I'd like that, but it's kind of like, oh, I still get to be a person during the day. Yeah, and you're a morning time person. If I was working 4 to 11, I would straight up get up at 2 o'clock. Ooh, no, no, no. I'm still going to, I'm going to hopefully be fast asleep by midnight and still able to wake up at like 7 so I yeah. can feel the silence of the world. The you're going to live two lives, basically. I am. You're going to live a whole day before you start working. Yeah, I am. I do get a little sleepy at night, so <laughs> yeah. I don't accidentally um, just go to bed before I'm allowed to because they will come in they will arrest you those night assignments are gonna be wild yeah as well this podcast when we record at very odd times yeah 2 a.m now 
It's 3 a.m. according to Rob Thomas is a great time oh, if you don't want to be lonely. Yay! You know. <laughs> so um, that's also the devil's hour. So Sweet. Um, never <laughs> lonely when that guy's around. No. Uh, so here we go. We're, well, I'll be, uh, I'm a working gal now. I can't wait to pay my bills with not the government's money. Yay! So, Can I make a suggestion? Can you grab that yellow pillow? I'm going to suggest that you put it under your arm. Am I doing so that stuff? you can like rest your elbow. You've I'm hit it a few times. I have. I know. It's hard no! not to. It's hard not to. And I hear it, and you don't. I know. I know. We're doing our best for the Jennifers because we don't have a lot of other time this week. So, so just so people understand what's happening, I am now holding, clutching a pillow so that I don't move my arms around. Because you're things. menstruating. Or, or you could put it on the table I'm okay. so you no, can I'm rest gonna, your arm on it. I'm going to hold on to it and just do this. Unless It's this, a nice pillow. It's is soft. Is this noise? Can you hear this if I do this? Let's see. Accidentally? Not really. Okay. It's like ASMR. Oh um, but you did just hit the table and I heard that. <laughs> Here's the hard thing. We have to be close together. This is an experiment. Yeah. We're doing our best. I mean, as stated, I hate being close to people. And in guess general. what? Listeners, this is going to be an intimate experience. We thank you for joining us on this journey to Tabletown. Gen BR. So, Gen BR. Okay. So, to start, of course, with our sources. We love a source. We do love sources, and we might be the one of three podcasts who acknowledge them. That's right. I'm calling you guys out without calling you out. Yeah, this is a subtweet to all podcasts. <laughs> Um, so of course, Wikipedia, um, newson6.com. Oh, wow. A local station. Mm -hmm. From February 9th, 2001. Um, I'm not, I'm not telling you the titles of the articles because it'll give the whole story away. Um, an oxygen.com article from August 15th of this year, 2021. Um, a Stillwater News Press article by Tim Ahrens from May 31st, 2018. And... My greatest source, which I watched yesterday. I made my boyfriend watch it with me so he could see the signs in case I might murder him. <laughs> um, I snapped episode. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Season 29, episode 19. So this is a recent. Oh. And we have Oxygen's uh, Instagram to thank, to thank for yeah. alerting me to this story. And I just want to say, Oxygen, thanks for interviewing me and not hiring me. No feeling. I'm not feeling negative about that. No hard feelings, except a few, maybe. Maybe a few hard feelings. Oh my gosh. And our tacos are heading our way. So we'll get through what we can, and then we'll take a break, and you guys can hear us eat. Or not. Oh, that's um, like more ASMR. Yeah. Okay, so our setting is Stillwater, Oklahoma. Have you been? I have not, but I have family who live in Norman, Oklahoma, which is okay. where the Flaming Lips are from. Okay, okay, okay. That They are not my family. Sorry. What I meant to say was I'm not related to Wayne Coyne from the Flaming Lips. Oddly. Wish I was. Wish you were. Um, doesn't he bathe in his front yard? That's fine. Okay. I'd love to bathe in his front yard. That's a, some sort of <laughs> sassy. Okay. Um, and this takes place um, around uh, the year 2000. And in the year 2000, their population was about 39,000 in Stillwater. So, like, not a oh. big area. Okay. But it's, one, it's a big town for Oklahoma. It's home to the main campus of Oklahoma State University. Mm. Great university they probably have great football there i think that probably. school was mentioned in friday night lights a couple okay. times okay and also the national wrestling hall of fame and museum and that is like school wrestling uh, not not like not like the baseball hall of fame like cooperstown style no like, it's like 
you know, like the wrestling people do in college and stuff and at the Olympics. Oh, not, you, like, not like the WWE. WWE. Yeah. You have, I had to look it up. I had to be sure. Okay. So, first we're going to talk about Tommy. And this last name is wild. I had to... Literally, my impetus for watching the Snapped episode was, I have to hear how to say this name oh my out God. loud. Wait, wait. Do you want to spell it for me and see what, what I say? And then you can correct yeah, me. Yeah, I will. Okay, so it's P-A-E-Y-E. No. N-E-E-R-S. P-A-E-Y-E? Yeah. Like pa? Like pa. Painerous. 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 It's Pioneers. I was in my head saying pioneers, <laughs> like it was like very southern. It's uh, pioneers. So Tommy pioneers. He's born in Hawaii in 1974, and his life is pretty rough from the beginning. Um, he told a friend he was born addicted to heroin. His mom is an addict. His dad's not around, um, and his mom dies of suicide when Tommy's three years old. Jesus. Um, yeah, but he moves to Stillwater, Oklahoma, uh, to live with his grandparents after that, who by all accounts are like nice people. They do their best to raise him to be like a good moral person. And his friends say he's always like, he's very, he's a very friendly guy. He's very open. He's well liked. Um, he also got attention in high school for his edgy look, aka Jen would have been all over oh this God. guy. I'm like, am I Tommy? I mean, my he, mother isn't dead, but so far Tommy and I are having a very yeah. similar life. His friend in the snack episode described it as his Green Day look, like he dyes his tips. Oh no! Um, he's like a nice punk rock kind of boy. He gets yeah. attention for this in this kind of small town that's a little more conservative. Um, and after high school, he gets a job. Uh, a good job working at a place called Audio Innovations. He's installing um, audio and video systems in cars. He's really good at it. He's well-liked. Things are going well. And then in his early 20s, he meets... Oh, boy. Jennifer Jo Wheeler. Oh, that's a good name. Right? It's good. Is it J-O-E or J-O? Just J-O. Jennifer like, Jo. Oh, my God. Double okay. J. And she's the daughter of a local florist and prominent church-going family. Apparently, if you're a florist, that makes you prominent. I don't know. <laughs> What it's oh. um, <laughs> I'm so sorry. I don't know why that's so funny. Yeah, you know the Wheelers. <laughs> the Wheelers. They're I guess like well known in this town or like a social family. I don't know. Um, but she's more rebellious than a lot of her family. She likes attention. Who doesn't? Um, she dyes her hair different colors, yeah. and also she's studying to be a hairdresser, which that checks out. Like yeah. hairdressers are always experimenting on their own hair. Um, and she meets Tommy and she's like smitten. She's like, cause he's like kind of punk rock and he's really outgoing and she's like, this is it. And they're like, like super in love right away. Um, and how, her parents, how old were they when so they met? They were around, let's see, like 22. Oh, okay. Yeah. So they're, you know, and she is studying to be a hairdresser, like, and he's got this good job. Um, and his parent, like, her parents actually really like him. Like, they kind of overlook his, like, I don't well, know. Well, they have to, or they'd be hypocrites, because Jennifer's also yeah. a bit of a wild child. Yeah, and they think he'll be a good influence on her, because he's, like, has a stable job, and he's really nice. So they're like, okay, so she found this guy who's kind of punk rock, but he's, like, like actually, like, will make a good husband. Was she also born in 1974? They're, like, they're both um, the same age, I think age, she's, she's a year younger than him. Okay. So born, presumably, in 1975. Um, and they're, yeah, they become really close with the family and they're kind of like the parents he always wanted. Oh. 
Oh boy, I don't, this doesn't, this feels like this isn't going to bode well for Tommy. <laughs> um, but on September 28th, 1996, they get married. Um, they buy a house because, I don't know, maybe the economy was good then. 1996? Yeah. And Stillwater and they, like, he's got a good job. Um, and they start planning to open a salon for Jennifer. It's always been her dream to open a and hair he salon. He can install all of the... That's exactly speakers for yeah. the music that they listen to yeah. during the day. Yeah, he actually helps like build the fixtures and installs equipment. Oh no! Um, it's like it's been her dream to do this, and they make it happen. Um, when they weren't working, they also like you know would kind of stick to their punk rock roots. Her uh, younger brother, eighteen-year-old Nick, he's in a local band. Tommy would help set up equipment and like load it in, and Jennifer would sell CDs and cut the band's hair. Oh my god! <laughs> Are they, is he cute? I'm going to have to look him up later. Tommy. Tommy? Yeah. Yeah, he's got a really nice smile. Oh, boy. He's got a great okay. big smile. Yeah. I think you're already is assuming it a great that big Tommy dead smile? doesn't end up. I don't think Tommy's Doesn't go here. well for Tommy. It was a snapped episode. It was, so. and women rarely have ever um, snap on other women, I guess. Rarely, yeah, you're right. Okay, so now we, um, now we're, so they got married in 96. They're kind of getting they're getting their life set up. Things are going good. And now it's 1999. They're doing well. Tommy's enjoying his work. He's like getting a lot of respect at work. Woodstock 99 is no. over on the other side of the country ruining lives. Ruining lives. But things are going well for the pioneers. Um but they're about to get bad very very quickly and I'm not talking about Y2K. <laughs> um <laughs> So now we're getting into the crime line of events oh boy oh god so it's november 29th 1999 so we're after thanksgiving okay okay that thanksgiving was when i was dating the guy in the bloodhound gang this comes up a lot (laughs) i'm so sorry and i went to to, because this was the first time i went to go see went to thanksgiving with his family in pennsylvania Oh God! Go I'm, ahead. I'm, I mean, if you want to talk about like, I'm sure Tommy was a Bloodhound Gang fan. There's no doubt in my mind that Tommy I was a fan was. of the Bloodhound Gang. I bet he. W- I bet he was in, so, considered himself one of the gang. That's where. Mm, yeah. That's where I was. in yeah. November of '99. I was in a freshman in high school. <laughs> a freshman. I was a freshman. Oh, fuck off. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> okay, so Tommy's 25 hmm. and Jennifer's 24. They've been married a couple years. And Officer Jeff Dillon of the Stillwater Police remarks to his partner. Never trust a man with two first names. uh, Or a man. Or a policeman. (laughs) Nothing great. Nothing great will come of it. Sorry, Jeff. Um, He remarks to his partner, it's kind of a slow night. Sorry, there's not more crime? Isn't that a weird thing to say if you're a cop? Because on the one hand, it's like, oh, we don't have anything to do. But on the other hand, what you're hoping is happening is crime. Yeah. Which you don't want. But I don't know. Gotta get those stats up almost. Yeah, you're not gonna year. get those bonus Jonas dollars and like something <laughs> bad is happening. And X and Stillwater they say like, you know, it's like it's not a high crime town in that in that time. Like there's not a lot of real like violent crimes. Um but they are called a few minutes later to the scene of a shooting. Okay. Do we really think Jeff said this a few minutes before a shooting? <laughs> He said it in the snapped episode. Oh, okay, Jeff. Jeff self-reported <laughs> this that out. he remarked to his partner that it was a slow <laughs> night. Okay, so Jennifer, um, she's called 911. She says someone knocked on the front door. Her and her husband, Tommy, were in bed, and he went to answer it, and she hears gunshots, and she finds Tommy 
on the ground bleeding. I'm not laughing, but I'm just like, rarely, if ever, yeah. strangers just like, slow night for us too. <laughs> Trick or treat, you're dead. Um, <laughs> so Officer Dylan, and there he's one of the first on the scene, he tries to resuscitate him. Jennifer is very upset. She's crying. She's saying like, is he okay? Is he okay? Um, and Officer Dylan does CPR until paramedics arrive and they load him into the ambulance. Um, Jennifer is about to go to the hospital, um, but she realizes her purse is missing. She tells the police, my purse was right here. It's missing. Um, but she goes to the hospital. And, and police... the gun that I used to kill my husband with is inside of it. So Possibly. we should definitely find that purse. Yeah. Um, and police start looking around the scene. They're thinking maybe it was a robbery because her purse is gone. Um, there are a few bloody footprints by the door leading to where the purse was on the table and back out. Oh, my God. I just pictured her with, like, two shoes. On her hand. Two big male yeah. shoes, like, making these little tracks. Yeah. She's like, I love art. <laughs> I love art. I'm so creative. I'm a hairstylist. Listen, I'm an I'm artist. I'm an artist. Yeah. Um, they're, and the police are like, was this a random person? Like, are other neighbors in danger? Like, what is going on here? Um, and Jennifer, they interview her at the hospital while they're working on Tommy. She says they were hanging out with her brother that night. Um, and after he left, they went to bed and they heard a knock on the door. So, um, so Nick, Nick, her brother had just left. So they're thinking maybe it's him. Maybe he forgot something. Um, and it's around 11 o'clock. And she says there was a man at the door, um, asking for money. Um, and, of course, she reports that he was a black male. Oh, come on. Um, by the way, in case it wasn't clear, everyone else in this story is white. Yeah. Um, and he's asking for money. They don't give him any money, and they go to bed. Then they hear a knock again a few minutes later. Tommy gets out of bed to get it, and then she hears the shots. So she says she doesn't see who did it, but she's implying that maybe it was this guy who came around right. looking for money. Honestly, except for the racist part, I guess I could see if it was if she didn't set it up with someone knocking earlier, mm-hmm. I could see how this would be a weird thing that a desperate person could do or like, someone who like wanted to kill them and yeah. wanted to make sure they were home yeah. or whatever like if it's just a knock knock shoot shoot that's a bit of a stretch yeah but if it's a someone came by earlier looking for money and we said no that's a decent yeah albeit racist setup yeah um jennifer you'll jennifer. have i will give you that <laughs> um so the hospital's doing everything they can to save Tommy, um, but he was shot five times. He was shot once in the back. Um, oh my god! In the because I guess he had turned around to try to get away. Maybe. Oh god. Um, I believe twice in the chest and twice in the neck. Oh god, in the neck. Um, doctors work on him for about forty minutes, but they're not able to save him, and he's pronounced dead. Jennifer's visibly distraught. Um, she's really upset. Word spreads quickly around the strong community, small community, you know, because yeah. the florist network is very... very there's the well, you know, how vines aren't just like they, the tendrils. I was going to yeah. make something. There's no yeah. joke there. It's That's terrible. Good. Ivy, yeah. Ivy growing. I got it. Um, it's, it's just really shocking. And he's like really well liked. And people are like, who would want to kill this guy? Like, we don't understand. Um, with Jennifer's help, they release a composite sketch of the man she says came to the door and police quickly recognize him as a local man they've dealt with before. They call, like, some might call him like a drifter. What? Really? Um, and his name is Scott Sanders. Um, so one of the officers who's at the scene says he actually saw Sanders walk by after 
the shooting and ask like what happened did somebody get shot what? you know um so they focus on him as a potential suspect because that's like a weird coincidence yes it is um but he comes in he denies being involved he says like if i had a gun i would have sold it like i'm always in need of money <laughs> if you know I did it no <laughs> he's like i wouldn't do that a like yeah i'm known around town for like asking for money and like not having it together but like I, why would I do that? Um, and he's very forthcoming, cooperative. Police are like, I don't know. And like, he agrees to take a polygraph test too. He passes. Well, isn't there something, listen, th- again, I am not an expert. And I always sound like one of the weirdos in like true crime Facebook groups where like I did some research. Um, but isn't there usually like a thing like you can like test for res- gun residue? residue? Yeah. So yeah. I do feel like, I mean, again, I guess if you're wearing gloves, it wouldn't matter maybe, but I do feel like there's some sort of Yeah, um, they, probably, they could, okay. probably did that too. I don't know. They didn't say. Um, and he also has an alibi that checks out and it becomes like... I was asking for money at a different house, so I was <laughs> I not mean, there. It becomes like quickly like clear that he wasn't involved he was just kind of walking by and like people just see him walking around all the time so he was just kind of in the wrong place um um and they so they start looking into the bloody footprints because that's like kind of the only physical evidence they have and they match it to a nike air penny which is a type of shoe apparently (laughs) um and that's like i don't know they're like maybe someone cool owns these shoes so they (laughs) ask her brother nick because he's in a band (laughs) they're like do you know Whose shoes these are? Yeah. <laughs> what? Um, Carter Jack police. Work. Yeah. Um, or they just want to know, like, did was anything unusual? Because you were, like, one of the last people to see Tommy alive. Like, what? Was anything weird? And he's like, nothing was amiss. He couldn't think of who the shoes might belong to. But he's like, I don't actually know all of Tommy's friends and coworkers. So. And I certainly don't know all of his friends and coworkers' footwear. Yeah. So there's that. Oh, let me see. I think our tacos are almost oh, here. Oh, boy. Right as it's getting good. I know, I know. All right, it'll be another minute. Okay, so the police go to Tommy's work on December 2nd, 1999. So this is just a couple of days after. Right. Um, they interview his coworkers. Everyone's really cooperative. They can't think of anything, anyone who disliked Tommy. He was really good at his job. They had actually given him a raise recently because another company wanted to hire him. And they were like, wanted to keep him so bad they gave him a raise and like a path to management. Oh, look, and also that's great work advice, everybody out yeah. there. Just FYI, create competition. Yeah. Um, and he's also started like dressing more like professionally. He's like, you know, like cut his the hair. The green is gone. Yeah. Oh, um, boy. he's dressing, they say more street edge since he was moving up at work to like fit in this new role. So sure. like he's doing well. And apparently Jennifer, not a fan of him looking like a grown up. Well, that's why you even though he's somebody. probably making more money, you know, and like you'd think that would be a good thing. Yeah, and but. it's not like he can't still look like a little um, cutie pie punk rocker in his personal time. Right. Like, who cares what he's doing at work when you don't see who him all day? Who cares if he's day? wearing a polo shirt to work? Yeah. Polo shirts are very breathable. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, and then, and they, and they, the coworkers say that they had also been fighting um, about like how much Jennifer had been going out recently and like wanting to go to her brother's shows and like she's like setting up parties and stuff and, um, she's just like she's not really interested in being at home with her husband. Oh boy. Um at least they don't have any kids. Yeah, thankfully. That is a blessing. All right. And now we welcome you to the intermission for Taco Time. Insert musical bump.
okay. I think it's fine. Um, yeah, we ate a lot of food just now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and now we're going to take a nap in the middle of the episode. Yeah. That's what you do. It's actually th- four hours later. We've had a power nap. <laughs> By power nap, we mean a four-hour nap. <laughs> I got a tour of Jenny's apartment, and she has a massive bedroom. It's huge. Yeah. Don't murder me, by the way. Listen, maybe I need some money. <laughs> I don't. I don't have cash in the apartment, me, Jen. Me and my Not, my money isn't liquid. <laughs> <laughs> me and my Nike pennies are. Yeah, exactly. Are low. Okay, so where were we? So Tommy's doing good at work. He's dressing more straight laced. I'm going to show you. Tommy's dead. That's where we are. Uh, Tommy's also dead. Yeah, I'm going to show you a picture of Tommy. Because he's a he's a little sweetie. I remember, like, when you mentioned Green Day, I remember so very clearly, like, the first mm-hmm. time that I saw, like, Billy Joel Armstrong and was like, this is the most handsome man <laughs> <laughs> in all the land. And your album's title is hilarious. I'm 14 and Dookie is delightful. Dookie's a great title. Okay, so here he is in his more, like, straight-laced look. Oh, I can see. Yeah, he's a cute. Yeah, cutie. I can see. He does have a really nice smile. Very oh, nice boy. smile. Um, okay. The police are interviewing his coworkers, and they also report that Tommy had been having some strange health issues recently. Okay, wait, really quick. Isn't it always rule number one that you go with the partner? I feel like we have interviewed everyone under the sun mm-hmm. except for Jennifer, right? We're at some point we're gonna interview some of his elementary yeah. school teachers. <laughs> Perhaps. Well, this is only three days. This is like three days after the crime has happened. Okay. So I believe she's been interviewed, but she doesn't isn't offering up any new information. So they're like, all right, we're going to... We got to cast a net. So mm-hmm. not play castanets <laughs> <laughs> with our time. Okay. So, yeah, his coworkers report he had some strange health episodes earlier that year. He was having stomach problems headaches bloody noses and doctors couldn't figure out what was wrong but it went away so no one was really like worried they're like oh what was that that was weird Uh so um they also say that jennifer and uh tommy seem to have been having some issues you know like as as i said like jennifer just wasn't wanting to be home a lot and Tommy was, he was very interested in like being a husband and, you know, having a life together. And she was not. Um, and she had recently become more like an agent for the band, her brother's okay. band. Like she's like setting, helping them set up gigs and also like parties. Cause they're like young. They're like fresh out of high school. Yeah. They're partying a lot. And she, um, at one of these parties, she meets Philip Meadows. Oh, that's a good name though. <laughs> Sorry, Philip's bad. <laughs> he's bad. Well, he's got a great but name. Hey, bad people name. have great names. <clears throat> uh, b- great people have yeah. bad names. Who can say? He's much younger than her. He's 18 years old. He's fresh out of and high at school. At this point, is she like 24, She's 25? Like 24, yeah. Well, that's not too um, bad, although eh, that's not too bad. She is a married woman. Yes, that um, part. <laughs> My real issue here is not with you. He age. is fresh out of high school. Yeah. Um, and they seem to be like close. It's like kind of weird, like whenever they're all hanging out at parties or whatever. Sometimes she's like sitting in his lap and Tommy's like, something's going on. I don't <laughs> like this. Um, and oh, beep. That's your ride. Um, that's more tacos. Bye. I'm sorry. We have to eat more. Um, and on October 10th, 1999, um, Tommy got home early from a trip 
and Jennifer isn't home and he does he can't get a hold of her. He starts calling around trying to see if anyone knows where she is. Yeah, because in 1999 there were cell phones. Yeah, but I don't know if she ish, had one. But they were like the singular wireless cell phone yeah. and you could only play mm-hmm. Snake on it. Guess who had a cell phone in 1999 and still has the same phone number? Katie Cavallaro. <laughs> oh, I was like, Filibetto. No, okay. She's one of the few phone numbers I have memorized because she's had the same cell number since like 1999. That's nobody. I think I've I had, know. this might be my second actually, I think. I think I've, this is actually, I think only oh, my Oh, I've had like number. five or six. Really? I think I've had like six I thought actually. you were going to say, guess who has the same cell phone? I was it's like. It's me. Oh, no. Like, oh my God, show it to me. Show, <laughs> show me. She your- did have the classic Nokia that's the blue phone. one. Yeah. And it was mm-hmm. like in singular wireless, which eventually I believe became AT&T. AT&T. Yeah. And mm-hmm. we all had that phone. Yeah. Oh my God. I love it. I remember having that. My mother gave it to me when I drove across country by myself. Aww. And I was like, what is this? <laughs> She's like, you can call the whole bloodhound gang yeah, on um, it, but only at nights and weekends. <laughs> That's like after 7 PM, it was free. And mm-hmm. uh, you can put that right next to your disc man. Will do. Boom. Okay, so he gets home from a trip. He's calling around, like, friends, like, where she might be. He can't find her. So he starts to drive around, and he finds her car outside of Philip Meadows' house. Oh, but he must have known where Philip lives. Yeah. Okay. I guess, I think they all, like, party together or whatever. Oh. Um, and, and he's, and, and Philip lives not with his parents? Uh, unclear. Okay. Maybe he has roommates. He's lives and in there. And they're his parents. <laughs> Possibly. Just like my roommate. But apparently... Yeah. <laughs> Apparently in Stillwater, they don't lock their doors or someone let him in because Tommy, he bursts into the house and he finds them hanging out in bed together. Um, they're not like having sex, but like Philip has his shirt off, like the sheets are all a mess. Like you can kind of tell There's something's going on. Come everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Come on the walls. You know, he's 18. He's yeah, very ready to very go. Very powerful. Um, and he's like, we're leaving. You know, Tommy's like, we, we're leaving. You're coming Wait, with me. I know we were just making this joke, and I don't want to focus on this, but uh, like, oh, God. Do you, I mean, do you remember how bad it's? Most men are very bad at sex, but 18-year-old boys. Oh and I'm saying boy because he's a boy. I'm going to be clear. I've never had sex with an 18-year-old. <laughs> Even, oh, okay. Well, I mean, the fumbling is unreal. Yeah. Like, I've dated many men in their... Tw- I've, I've, still I've, bad. Okay, I'm not going to say many. I've dated... A healthy amount of men in their twenties who are also bad at sex. So, and, and I have to imagine again, age doesn't necessarily mean anything. But to be like, forget yeah. my mid twenties um, husband with whom I've been having relations forever and who knows my body fairly well, I need to get with a child who's like clitoris. Never heard of it. Like Probably not real. Sounds like a myth. Maybe he hasn't had sex with anyone else. I don't know. Oh god. And he just graduated high school. I don't know. Do people have sex in high school? Not this girl. Um, it's I, fine. If yeah. you did, great. I think I Good did like once. I was like, yeah. I did it. <laughs> yeah. Never again. <clears throat> and you never did again. And yeah. that's true. I've that's never had never. True. Um, so Tommy's like, we're leaving, and Jennifer's like, no, you leave. I'm staying. They start arguing, and Tommy and Philip's like, I didn't sign up for this because his voice is still changing because uh-huh. yeah. he's eighteen. Okay. He's eighteen, yeah. and his mom is like, "Who are you, adults? <laughs> Does anybody need any snacks? <laughs> I'll make some lemonade. You guys work it out." Um, but Tommy, in this, they're arguing. It gets pretty, and he slaps Jennifer. Mm. Not great. We, we don't approve of that. We don't approve of that. Uh, Jennifer calls the police, and Tommy's arrested in charge of domestic violence. He's very disgusted with himself um, that he did this. He's never done this before, and he moves out of the house. But he's like begging Jennifer to forgive him. Um, oh, I wanted. I'm, I'm sad that he. I mean, I get it. I, yeah, I, we've been, I get it. 
Um, it's not okay to slap someone. No. Um, no matter the circumstance. No. So he, but they do seem to reconcile, and he. Moves yeah, because in. Jennifer probably can't afford anything on her own, so she's like, know. "Whoops, we were a two-income family, and now we're a one-income family, yeah. and my eighteen-year-old lover <laughs> lover is still working part-time at Blockbuster, God willing." Yeah, and she's like, "I've already given." chunky highlights to all of Stillwater. <laughs> it's 99. She's like, I'm trying to work out the Rachel. I'm, you know, I've almost got it. Almost and then what it. does she do? She gets a new fucking haircut. Um, okay. So that was in October. So now after we're back to after the murder okay. and it's December 8th, 1999. So it's been like nine days since the murder. And, um, the police, after learning about this alleged relationship that Jennifer has with Philip Meadows, they ask him in for an interview. And again, he's 18 years old. Oh, golly! I- yeah. <laughs> this is my, um, my Philip Meadows impression. Yeah. He denies being involved romantically with Jennifer. He's like, we're just friends. We just hang out shirtless sometimes. <laughs> yeah, and, um, hang out inside of her. He says he was out the night of the murder um, partying with his friends Cameron Chesney and Kenny Lewis. Chesney? Which, yes... Put together makes the name Kenny Chesney. <laughs> yeah, Cameron and Kenny. Are those those have to be his bandmates? Also, I'm sure of it. Oh, this is Philip. I don't think he's in a band. He oh, just shoot. like parties okay. with oh, the band. Okay, so okay. Maybe he also had a band. And Small everyone time. in Stillwater. Has I don't a think band. so. I mean, who's hey, to say? Wasn't Stillwater the name of the band in Almost Famous? I think. Yeah, I think okay. you're right. Yeah. Okay. Then I would. Then for me, that's the band that Nick is in. <laughs> oh my actually, God. he is a golden guy. It is set in the Almost. <laughs> Famous universe, oh, the um, <laughs> AC, the AFCU, the almost yep. famous cinematic mm-hmm. universe. I'm mm-hmm. familiar. And there is a Cameron in here. Is he Cameron Crow? Who's to what? say? <laughs> Who's to say anything? Okay. So again, his friends are Cameron Chesney and Kenny Lewis, or Kenny Chesney. I'm just going to refer to them as Kenny Chesney. <laughs> yeah, um, no do. relation. Oh boy! Um, but also, hey, lawyers, don't come for us. We all no. we know we're not talking um, about Kenny Chesney. And they're both 19 years old. And they police ask them, and they confirm. They're like, yeah, we were driving around town. We were going to different. Which is what you do when you're 18 and 19. Honestly, you that's... You just drive around. You drive around until someone's like, hey, get drunk lot. over here. Yeah, yeah. like a Dunkin' Donuts yeah. or a 7-Eleven. Basically. Yeah. And then you go to a basement, and that's your night. And that's your night. You'd have a beer if one's available. Um, So they're like, yeah, that we were with him when the murder yeah, occurred. Yeah, we were getting rid of a gun. What? We were just having a good time. Just like you do. Um... But then... So that was in December. And so the police are still like... We don't know what happened. Jennifer's like not really agreeing to be interviewed anymore. Philip Meadows doesn't want to She's talk to not anymore. Can you do that? Hey, you, you know what? I'm done can. talking about this murder. I yeah. Think. If they don't have anything on you, I you think, can just well, like correction. Not I think you can do that come when you're in. white. There you go. <laughs> you can be like, I'm done talking to the police, and the police are like, that sounds reasonable. Yeah, and they're suspicious, but. <clears throat> They don't have any evidence, actually, that either of them were involved. They're just suspicious of it. But on February 16th, 2000, so a couple months later, Cameron, the friend, he sees Philip with Jennifer at a basketball game. It's, like, clear that they're together. And he's, like, super grossed out by this. He's like... She's old. <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> he gets really upset to see them, like, flaunting their, like, relationship in public after her husband's been murdered. And he confesses to his father that he knows what happened to Tommy. 
Um, what? <laughs> what? You have to really know that I love you, Jenny. But if I knew that you yeah. did a crime, I would be like, yeah, Jenny did that. Yeah. Sorry, I can't. Well, I'm not. This is... And like, you know, good, good, good for Cameron, his guilty conscience. Like, he's like, I know but what happened. But only after he saw them together. After he, he saw them. Yeah. totally fine until that happened. Yeah. So his dad encourages him to go to the police and make a statement. So he goes in with his dad and he tells them, they ask him, do you know who shot Tommy? And he says, yeah, Philip did it. Um, they had lied about the timeline of that night. Accessories. He says that Philip had asked them to let him out of the car around 11 o'clock near the Pioneer's home. And he was like, I'll be right back. And then they hear gunshots. Philip comes running back down the street. Um, they don't really talk about what happened. He's just, just like, everybody's white, white knuckling the steering wheel, looking straight ahead. Yeah. Like, I didn't hear anything. Did anybody else hear two gunshots? Yeah. Too? Oh, also, I think one of the... One of the friends, I don't know which one, one of them is black as well. So um, I don't know if maybe, I don't know if that's the one who went to the police or not. Because right. I could see that you being reluctant to do that of if you're course. the only black person involved yeah. in this. Yeah. Um, I'm sure Oklahoma is a very accepting state. Very. Sorry, um, guys. So they don't talk about what happened, um, but Philip gets back in the car. And the next day when Cameron hears about what happened to Tommy? He knows that Philip is the one who did it. He puts it together. It's because it's very easy to yep. put together. Yep. Um, and he agrees to wear a wire. <gasps> so on February 17th, 2000, um, this is like the next day, he arranges to meet up with Philip outside of his work. And the plan is he's going to be like, you know, I'm going to go to the police. I'm really upset like about what happened. And then hopefully um, Philip will He'll be like, please don't do it. Don't tell anyone yeah. that I shot Tommy. Yeah. So they meet up outside of Philip's work, probably Blockbuster, as you mentioned. Yep. Cameron's wearing a wire. Um, but then the police are listening and the interview does not go like they expect it to. Because Philip reminds Cameron that he and Kenny knew about the murder before it happened rips off the wire <laughs> stomps on it which nope. is now what cameron told his dad or the police nothing to hear here yeah and philip also says that jennifer knew about it and that she quote had it done which is also not what cameron told the police um Uh-oh. so this is all the police need and hours later they arrest philip for first degree murder and conspiracy um, they go to Jennifer's salon with a warrant for the same charges. Um, she seems calm, like she doesn't think they have anything on her. But then when they're at the station, she sees Philip walking down the hall handcuffed. And she, like, oh. like doubles over like she's going to puke. Like, she's like, oh, shit, this is real. And I want to show you their, their booking photos. What if in the middle of arresting her, she was, like, only halfway done, like, a full foil? <laughs> and someone was just like, I guess... I guess I'll come back. So I have to show you this. I may remind you, she's a hairdresser. Oh, it's they oh, not they always have bad hair. That's not true. Oh boy! Oh my God! What happened to her, uh, Jenny? Her eyebrows. Her eyebrows are her so, eyebrows, so sorry. upsetting. I, I say eyebrows as if there are any left. It's a real. It's the sperm tail eyebrow. It is the sperm. Tail. Which again, it's the year two thousand. But still. And I do want to say something that I now feel a little uncomfortable about. Philip looks like a guy that I would have dated in high school who lived in Annapolis and went to Acme Bar and Grill and played Golden Tea for four hours every night while I regrettably watched. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. He's definitely that guy. And I would have been all over him, sadly. I wish that was different for me. So I did like two kinds of boys back then. (laughs) Two kinds. I liked Phillips and I liked Tommy's. Yep. Sadly. So there they are. God. Being arrested. I'm sorry. I'd love to get it. Maybe there's another photo where her eyebrows are better. Maybe she overplayed them. I think she pencils them generally. Maybe she was preparing for prison where she wouldn't have access. So she thought, I'm just going to, you know how you sometimes cut your hair too short to grow to a place you wanted. (laughs) 
So like maybe she was like, I maybe want I mean maybe she has an anxiety disorder. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. She's dealing you with pull a lot. Out your, um, your hair. So let's see if there's another photo. Um, well, here's like this was in the snapped video. So here she is, like looking with cuter. Short the, okay, hair. those and those are from the side, full eyebrows. Full eyebrows. You can see so, they look nice. She's been under some stress. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So. Mm-mm. Okay, so there's no physical evidence to convict Jennifer. It's all just based on Philip's story. Um, but so they're hoping that Philip will testify against her. Um, they offer to take, hurry up, get married. <laughs> they offer to take the death penalty off the table. Um, he's reluctant because he loves her. She has the best eyebrows in town. <laughs> that's why. That's why. Come for the eyebrows. Mm-hmm. Stay for them returning. Yeah, but like about a month later, he decides like okay i'll tell the truth of what happened and i will like cooperate with the police so he tells the police um he and jennifer have been having an affair basically since they met at a party in the summer of 1999 i'm i think lens steal my sunshine was a hit around then who's to say um he had again just graduated from high school possibly not even 18 at that point possibly he may have been 17 um although um, i do want to say in jennifer's defense he looks like an older 18, or at least that photo. Like, well, he's got just got a shape. Like head. the gangly. But again, all. she knew he was just graduating. Yes, 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 like yes, he yes, was yes, probably yes. friends with her brother who had just graduated high school. Right, right. So not great, Jennifer. Um, she tells him, you know, they start their sexual relationship very quickly. And she basically tells him if Tommy wasn't in the picture, oh. they could be together. Is this like a... What's the story that Nicole Kidman did the movie about where with Joaquin Phoenix? It's like, it's like a to die for scenario, <laughs> a little bit. I wonder. Um, she says her family would never approve of divorce because, as we know, florists, they hate divorce. <laughs> this is well known in the florist Um And they also, they like Tommy a lot. Like, they love him. He's like their son. So, of course, in her brain, that means he should just be dead and then they cannot love him anymore. I don't understand at all. Um, and also, remember when uh, Tommy was getting sick? Oh, yeah, here it comes. Was it was it um, antifreeze? Philip says Jennifer had tried to poison him by putting Visine in his Gatorade. Doesn't that just make you shit? I think so. But yeah. um, this just makes him kind of sick and doesn't do anything because Jennifer, not so smart. Um, she also tells Philip that he should shoot Tommy and make it look like a robbery. So he enlists his, his friends, Kenny, Chesney, <laughs> to help him. Um, so the night of November 29th, he knocks on the front door. Tommy answers. He shoots him. He enters the house to steal Jennifer's purse as part of the plan. Tommy's still alive, so he shoots him again. So that may have been when he was shot in the back. Yeah, I'm not there's sure. No, there's a, there's a, that's very cruel. Yeah. And he flees back to the waiting car. So the whole like thing about the guy coming to the door, ask for money, that's all just oh. made up as we know. Um, Jennifer never makes any such confession. She denies doing anything wrong. Um, but after Philip's uh, statement, they execute a search warrant on her home, and they find a terrible poem on her desk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, do you please tell me we have the poem? I don't have the poem, but it is addressed to Tommy, and it says how much she misses him, and the last sentence says that it was her fault. So they, they use this as evidence. Oh, my God, so she... Uh, that's crazy. Um, police cra- charge her with crimes against poetry. Um, just kidding. <laughs> they charge her with first degree murder and conspiracy. Um, so in January 2001, um, at Jennifer's trial, her lawyers argue that she didn't have anything to do with it, that Philip was infatuated with Jennifer, and he killed Tommy all on his own so he could have her 
to himself. And his Nike pennies. Yeah. Um, which they do match to a shoe that he had. Um, on January 30th, 2001, Jennifer testifies that Philip had mentioned killing Tommy previously, but she thought it was a joke. She said, no, don't do it. Don't do it. It's what a good joke, Tommy. You're so funny. Philip, you're so funny. idea. She also says their romantic relationship only started weeks after Tommy's death, saying they began to have sex on February 14th, 2000. Valentine's Day. So they're romantics, Jen. Yeah, they said he rented a movie for her for free. Yeah, Um, which everyone knows that's a lie. Everyone's like, yeah, that's a lie. She also admits to exchanging letters with Philip while in jail, but that she didn't know Philip was guilty until his confession to police. She thought he was innocent, apparently. Sure. She's a liar. Um, on March 22nd, 2001, the jury finds her guilty of conspiracy, but not murder. Okay, so that's probably, what, like a 10-year? She's sentenced to 10 years in prison, um, but she's released in 2005 after serving just four years. Yeah, good behavior. She she was doing hair for everybody and yeah. in prison, and hopefully not eyebrows. Hopefully not. I don't think those eyebrows got better We don't prison, need to touch but... all the hair. No. <laughs> Um, so an update about the rest of the folks as well. So Kenny, Chesney, <laughs> they are charged with conspiracy and um, being an accessory to murder after yeah. the fact. And they also received 10-year sentences. Cameron was released in 2005 and Kenny in 2008. So they were in there longer than Jennifer was because presumably they all went in around the same time and she got she out was released, in 2005 and they stayed yeah. eight to the other so, guy must have... One of them was released in 2005, so the other like one four years. like almost 10 years. He served like seven, yeah. So I don't wow. know if maybe, maybe he had something doing, else right? happened or maybe well, he had actually, prior you know charges. Because he was charged with more, accessory after the fact. They were both charged the same, but they were released at different times. So I don't oh, know. Oh, I meant like then Jennifer. She just oh, got yeah, conspiracy yeah, yeah. and she they just both got, got... Yeah. That's... Oh. Even though she like set the whole I thing feel up sorry for Kenny Chesney who probably who were just trying to like who probably felt weird uh, maybe they were scared also who can say yeah, like your know. friend just murdered somebody no but they knew about it I know they no I'm not saying them. that I'm just saying like in your in your yeah. stupid teenage dumb uh, non-fully developed brain you're like well we'll just drive him yeah we're, we're not. not gonna actually do it oh they absolutely knew about it before they knew about I it thought before. maybe they only knew about it after Mm-mm. and we're just kind of covering up with Mm-mm. the timeline no they knew about oh, it before. then they're bad people and no but anyway they served their time um Philip pled guilty as part of his plea deal and was sentenced to life with the possibility of parole, plus 10 years for the conspiracy charge. But he was paroled in May 2018 after serving 17 years. So he got the longest sentence because he actually did the shooting. And he's about my age then because, in, in well, not a couple years younger than me because in 2001, yes. I was about to turn 21 and he was like 18 then. Yeah. So he's probably 38 now. Ish, yeah. Mm. Um, after her release, Jennifer returned to Stillwater, where she runs a salon. No, no <laughs> it's not the, her. It's not the same one. She's just like it can't be. Do I want to go to Stillwater now? And get like, a haircut. I bet she this? doesn't like that the snapped episode came out twenty years by later because now everyone. Um, and as for Jennifer's brother Nick and his band, Nick Hexum from Three Eleven. <laughs> no, you ready though? I am. They went on to sell ten million albums. What? Worldwide yeah. as the band, the All American Rejects. What? <laughs> I saved that for the oh, end. Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> Nick Wheeler, her brother, what? is, is the what? bass uh, guitar lead guitar player and backup like vocals. I slept singer. with somebody in that band. <laughs> I slept with Nick? somebody in that band. I slept with somebody oh in that band. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Which one? I have to see their faces. 
No, Wait, my it's making that noise again. Okay, hold on. Let me show you the, the band. So sorry. Oh my god. Oh my god. It's not the singer because I didn't sleep with the singer. No, I slept with a guy who had like very like seventies style hair. I slept with that one. I think you slept with Nick. Rowland. No. <laughs> You no, did. I didn't. You did. You slept that, with that her brother. You that slept that with I, Jennifer's brother. Oh. <laughs> oh, this is so much better. I'm sweating right now. I'm sweating. It's, it's either meat sweats from the tacos or this new reveal. Oh, um, my God. He has really long hair now. Yeah. Oh, I'm sweating so much. Oh, my God, oh. Jen. <laughs> Yeah, because like what that was one of the first things I did. I, I know I sound like such a whatever I sound like. I don't care. I don't it's, care how you I sound. have lived a life <laughs> because the singer obviously so insane. Like there's like just such an like like an ethereal looking human being. And I remember thinking, I wish his job like his jaw structure is it's bananas. it's 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 illegal. <laughs> it's more illegal than what Jennifer did. No, and um, Nick had this real spunky hair. Yes, he did. He had it. That's, that's what I said. It was very Rolling Stones or whatever. Like very like uh, like Rod I mean, Stewart. Maybe that was based on a Jen. Jennifer haircut. Jennifer, yeah. Because she would cut did the band's see, hair. Did, she would set up their parties. Did you parties. see a lot of that look in Stillwater? Everybody's got... So what if she's like... Yeah. She's just got three kinds of haircuts, you know, when it's been a Jennifer cut. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God, Jen. I cannot <laughs> believe... So I was ready for the big, like, fun reveal. And then that you... <gasps> Double reveal. Oh, my God. <laughs> this might be our best episode yet. I'm so glad we're here together. Oh, me too. So, uh, Jennifer connection to <laughs> oh this God, murder. You've... I have because the thing is like I have a terrible memory as you know and I would not have remembered that and I know it sounds crazy to not remember something like that but my memory my trauma brain is so bad so I mean and I'm sure that he was doesn't talk about it yeah because no because it would have been like it it, it, yeah they took off as a band in like 2002 was when their first big single came out this would have been early 2000 yeah and they were in LA maybe (laughs) recording and I met them because my friends were in a band called the Hippos, and they were recording their album at the time. Mm-hmm. And the Hippos had opened up for the Bloodhound Gang Stop. Um, oh my god, Jen! <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe this. God, okay, so funny. Okay, listeners, you're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so glad I saved that for the end because I was gonna reveal it earlier, but it felt like a good reveal. It's- yeah, again, I would not have ever remembered the second you said the words all American rejects, my brain was clicked over <laughs> into like I can see him so clearly standing on yeah. like Hollywood and Highland um, in my mind. That's so crazy. Well, there it is. <laughs> there you have it. Double reveal here on the podcast. We cannot post that online beforehand. We just have to say there's a big reveal. Yeah. Because that is a two big huge one. reveals. Big reveal. But also, do we want to go to Stillwater and get our haircuts? I mean, <laughs> maybe. cuts. Haircuts. Just don't let her touch your eyebrows, ever. Um, this has been a wild ride. Yeah. Um, we had tacos. Yep. I'm having a lot of sweats right You're now. You're sweating. Well, also, the, we can turn the AC back no. on. <laughs> my, my, my blood pressure just went, like, Aww. it spiked very quickly. Oh, my quickly God. I, my heart rate oh was, like, God. so high. <laughs> this is so ridiculous. It was, like, building tension like that band was. <laughs> You're very good. I was very like I was like worried. I was like, is it gonna be the Bloodhound Gang again? We have to stop talking about them. And by we, I mean me. There's my grandma would always listen. My grandma Mary would listen to this radio show, which I think is actually I think it's hosted by some like conservative asshole. But it was like this. Um, he would tell a story about someone famous, but not tell you who it was about, like uh-huh. a little known thing. And then at the end, he would reveal who it was and say, "And now you know the rest of the story." <laughs> and like I always thought it was really interesting. It is very dramatic. Yeah. It's a good tool. Yeah. 
Oh my god. Oh my god. I'm dead. Oh my god. Oh boy. Okay, um, this has been great. Um, we can't wait to see you guys next week. Um, you know, metaphorically for spooky yeah. spooky month. Um, I'm excited. I've been yeah. like telling because I again still living with my mom. I'm like, we should just start decorating now for Halloween. I'm pushing yeah. him. She's like, I guess. And I'm like, don't worry about it. It's 80 degrees out. Don't worry. Yeah. I mean, it's basically time. Yeah, yeah, they're like sold out of a lot of stuff. At she Target. came home the other day with Halloween towels for my bathroom, Aww. and we ordered a Halloween sweater for Lorraine. Oh, we're ready to go. You're ready to go. All right. Well, uh, you can follow uh, the All American Rejects on. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can follow us on uh, Instagram and see photos from this episode and more. Uh, too many Jennifers. Jen, what's our Twitter? I don't know. Yeah, uh, our don't Twitter. Know. I don't have anything in front of me right you now. You can tweet at us about. <laughs> All of this. Your favorite All American Reject song. Yeah. Um, perhaps a dirty little secret that you have. <laughs> Jeez. Um, I kept singing that song as I was researching this episode. Was, oh I'm like, Jennifer's God. got a dirty little secret. <laughs> um, you don't. You just have a... Not me. They're a just rich, regular secret. A rich history. Mm. I like it. I mean, it's real easy to sleep with someone marginally famous in Los Angeles. Truly. It's, Especially it's when really you're young easy. and single. Exactly. <laughs> and you're you're a hot person. Thank you. So, so are you. We're yeah. very hot. We're so Even hot. if I'm bleeding through my sheets, making my life look like a bad Jennifer crime scene. That's exactly. a hot girl move. Yep. Right there. Um, email us at too many Jennifer's pod at gmail.com. And uh, Jen, where can you find us? Um, in front of the All American Rejects discography at a Sam Goody at the mall. <laughs> <laughs>